Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Thanks for joining us on Primetime. I'm Bharati Jagdish. Now, we have to admit that what we've seen in the last two years can be classified as unprecedented disruption. And it also forced governments to rewrite the rulebook on how they serve citizens. So this is another one of those silver linings. Now, during the COVID-19 pandemic, public sector organizations across the Asia-Pacific and Japan had to act quickly to find digital solutions to everyday challenges to keep citizens safe while managing an evolving pandemic response. Enabled by cloud technology, digitized government agencies became better equipped to offer citizens healthcare services, for example, which helped improve and even save lives. Now, as we emerge from the crisis, the lessons learned have set a solid foundation, hopefully, for leaders to drive digitization as a priority and not to lose that momentum. Public sector organizations across Asia are indeed looking ahead and seizing opportunities Opportunities to drive digital transformation to deliver faster and modernized citizen services. But what will all of this take? Well, Max Peterson, Vice President of the Worldwide Public Sector Division at Amazon Web Services, joins us to tell us more. Hi, Max. Hi, Brody. How are you doing? Doing well, Max. I hope you are as well. I do know that in recent months, you've been collaborating with several governments to boost digitalization. Tell us more about those efforts. That's a great question. Across the region, but importantly, right here in Singapore, we've been working to help governments deliver better services to citizens, um, help educational institutions deliver better learning for students, and help healthcare institutions deliver better health outcomes. Uh, A great example of digital government innovation right here in Singapore, I'm sure you and your listeners are probably familiar with SingPass. It lets you seamlessly access government services online. There, we worked with GovTech um, to be able to use AWS cloud services to innovate new capabilities to help build on smart nation initiatives. Um, And the best thing about it, as I talk to uh, the people who work for AWS here and, of course, use SingPass, it gives them a simple, easy way to get access to the whole range of digital initiatives, whether it's MyInfo or MyInfo Business or SingPass Mobile. Well, the thing is, countries like Singapore, we've been quite intentional about these things. I think even pre-COVID, there were efforts being made towards digitalization and e-citizen services. But what about in the rest of Asia? Is the momentum continuing, Max? Well, you know, across the rest of Asia, we have uh, seen the momentum pick up. Um, However, one of the challenges is that Uh, governments and individuals need the right digital skills. Uh, They need committed and uh, thoughtful leadership, and they really need to make sure they've got a comprehensive digital strategy to build the next generation digital government solutions. Yeah, because I was just looking at a Gartner survey that was done last year, to be precise, and it said that more than half of digital government programs are failing to scale. What's the problem here? You have touched on some of the issues, but what can be done to resolve them? Let me elaborate on a couple of them. The first thing is there was a recent study by Alpha Beta that talked about the need for skills. That was just March of this year. And they found out that there's an estimated 86 million people across the seven countries that were studied that will need to undertake digital skills training in the next year or so. That's a massive uh, skilling requirement. 
And so your second question, quite rightly, is, well, what is AWS doing about it? Um, here's three specific examples, um, and there's a variety of different education and training and certification programs uh, for all ages. But uh, one of them here was a national workforce development program called Cloud Ready SG with AWS. It helps Singaporeans across all walks of life start building these digital skills. Um, I believe very excitingly, we're working specifically with public sector uh, organizations on our talent pipeline program that includes something called AWS Restart. Uh, Restart. Um, it's a full-time classroom-based skills development program that lets individuals prepare for entry-level skills in cloud computing. Um, and I think, I think one of the more interesting ones is what we're doing to help students prepare for jobs. Um, at Singapore Polytechnic, we use the AWS Educate program so that students like uh, Panzi Yung was able to require the relevant competencies for cloud computing and give them an advantage before they graduate. And what's really cool here uh, is that uh, um, uh, Pan was able to get a fully sponsored technical exchange program to NASA's Jet Propulsion Lab in the U.S., mm. where he was able to further work on his cloud computing skills. So it's, it's going to take a lot of energy and a lot of effort and a lot of partnership um, but we need to close the digital skills gap first. Yeah, you know, the problem usually is that people will all get on the bandwagon because of necessity, right? And I think COVID-19 really accentuated the necessity of those skills. But a few years down the road, might things slow down? How do you keep that spirit of lifelong learning going? Any ideas on how to inspire people to continue going and not just learn skills out of necessity or in the midst of a crisis when they realize that what they know is outdated? Bahrati, that's a great question. Um, some listeners may have actually used the GovTech Virtual Intelligent Chat Assistant. It's the government's next generation virtual assistance program that allows them to cater better to citizen needs. Um, it uses things like AWS machine learning and artificial intelligence to power these chatbots, and that improves the citizen experience. I think part of it is we experience some of these solutions and some of this technology in everyday life, and hopefully it makes us curious, um, you know, curious in terms of how it works, and can I be a participant in that? Um, uh, curious in terms of how do we improve uh, service for patients or students or, um, or citizens. Right, so curiosity is the key, you're saying. Curiosity is the key. We have a saying at Amazon, uh, it's one of our leadership principles, called learn and be curious. Right. Here's the thing. What about digital inclusion? I mean, I do know of certain types of people and particular generations of people who say, you know what, I don't mind going to a brick and mortar setup to access citizen services. I don't need to do it online. How do you convince individuals in that group that actually going digital is beneficial? Well, I would tell you the, the pandemic that we're just emerging from is one of those large-scale worldwide events that actually, uh, I believe, caused people to relearn you know, what they were used to. Mm. Let's face it, we went through a period where government services had to be delivered entirely online. Um, we went through a period where very few people probably used telehealth services into a situation where telehealth became the predominant mode of delivery of health services. 
And then when you think about what happened for our students and learners across the world, we shifted from that, that you know, in-person, uh, um, you know, physical building space that we called a school into virtual online learning environments. Across the board, AWS delivered solutions in real time for, for uh, citizens and healthcare and students. Um, now, as we, emerge, as we emerge, you know, into the COVID endemic period, mm. there will undoubtedly be an interest in getting back and participating face-to-face in things. But what I believe is that we fundamentally changed the expectations of citizens and students. They're going to want a much more digitally enabled um, uh, future, I, I believe. Amid all of this excitement, Max, we have to think about some concerns that people obviously have, data and privacy issues. How to move forward on this across Asia? Uh, another good question. Um, around the, around uh, uh, Asia, AWS works with governments to help them implement really good cloud policies. And those good cloud policies protect privacy. Uh, in Europe, for instance, AWS was the first cloud service provider to be able to meet the GDPR, uh, Government General Data Privacy Laws, in, in uh, Europe. Many of those GDPR privacy uh, regulations have been emulated or adopted around the world. The second one is you have to be able to have security. At, at AWS, security is job one. So we design all of the cloud services to provide the most secure environment. And then we work with all of our customers to help make sure that they implement on the cloud in the most secure way possible. Max, I'd like to talk about governments and the metaverse. I know South Korea, for one, is investing over 170 million U.S. dollars directly in various metaverse projects, allowing citizens, of course, to access various government schemes and services virtually in the coming years. Where do you stand on this? A lot of people are not able to even wrap their heads around what the metaverse will eventually be. But is this something that we should be looking at more closely? Well, I think your, your comment was uh, right on. Uh, innovation is something that's going to take a number of different types of uh, thinking and a number of different uh, probably iterations until we figure out exactly how we use it. It's, it's really still the early days. So we provide a lot of the underlying services that enable these metaverse technologies. Um, Epic Games, as an example, with Epic Fortnite, which is which is a hugely popular game, you know, hundreds of millions of users worldwide, and they hold these concerts and other metaverse type experiences. So, I don't know how that's exactly going to apply to government, but it is one of those exciting new areas to innovate. I will tell you, um, maybe a little bit more concretely, another exciting place that innovation is happening um, is in space. Mm. Um, the Singapore Office for Space Technology and Industry signed a strategic collaboration agreement with AWS um, in late 2021, um, and it's aimed, as you said, right, about identifying new potential for industry and economic growth and technology development. Now, space is a little bit more real to a lot of us, but in that very short time since we signed the agreement, really exciting things have happened. First, we've been working to help developed the first generation of space talent right here in Singapore. We launched in June of this year the International Space Station Educational Trust. 
that gives Singapore students the opportunity to work with NASA astronauts to design space experiments at the Mission Discovery Singapore program. Um, in fact, one of these teams is going to have their experiment actually implemented from the ground station in Singapore. Uh, and another exciting um, uh, announcement is real tangible capability. So just in July, uh, AWS announced that we've now put the first AWS ground station right here in Singapore, which lowers the cost for um, companies and, and businesses and government to get access to space where they can try out new uh, types of technology and new innovations. So whether it's the metaverse or space, AWS is helping customers uh, innovate in all of these forward-leaning areas. Mm, okay, for the skeptics out there, how will all of this space tech help society at large? Sure. Here's a great example. Um, I'm sure we've all looked at the news or listened to the radio and heard about natural disasters. Yep. By, by leveraging space technology and satellite imagery and combining all of that very rich data with um, machine learning algorithms, you start creating predictive models about where uh, emergencies or natural disasters may strike, fires, uh, earthquakes, um, uh, weather-related uh, events. And when you, when you are able to do that at a very high speed with a lot of data, you get a lot more accuracy. It's also used in things like uh, agri-farming, um, you can figure out precisely where crops should grow, precisely what types of uh, fertilizer uh, is needed, um, and it helps provide both food and it improves sustainability. There's a tremendous opportunity for commercial uh, enterprises leveraging uh, new space technologies. All right. Thanks very much for those examples, Max. Really appreciate it. Max Peterson, Vice President of the Worldwide Public Sector Division at Amazon Web Services. Thanks for joining us on Primetime. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.